0: Last year, which was all of one day ago, last year I planned out all my sermons through the year. You guys will be lucky if you ever get that again. I don't know that I'll ever do that again. That was a one-time deal. I hope you enjoyed it while it lasted, because we're done with that. Uh, we're going to do a New Year sermon today, uh, and then next week I'm going to start a series, short series, maybe four weeks, on what it means to be a church member. Uh today I want to talk about newness. Uh, the idea of newness in the Bible, because it's it's appropriate, it's the new year. Although New Year is basically a, just a totally arbitrary thing. The years are all made up, right? We just made it up. Uh, so, you know, it's not really like today's any different than any other day, but people are thinking about newness. Are you if you're the kind of person that does resolutions, or if you I don't know if you've done that in the past, what is your just think about it. What, how, what's the longest you've made in a year for a resolution? Did you get to February? Maybe March? Have you ever done a whole year of a resolution? I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that's always failed at that. So I've just decided, and this is one of the things I want to encourage us to do in this year, uh, instead of making resolutions on the new year, Whenever you think of something that you should be doing better, just start doing it. Just start doing it then. You don't need to wait till January 1st. If you think about something on March 15th and you're like, you know, I really should be doing this better, just start doing it then. Right? The new the new thing can be any day of the year. It's easy for groups of people, individuals or groups of people, to stagnate, to fall into old ways, to grow complacent and apathetic. And maybe that's you. Maybe you've started to grow a little bit complacent or apathetic. The New Testament writers, they alternate between new and and renew. We're going to talk about the difference a little bit as we talk about the Christian journey here. That the, the the variation between new and renew. Ephesians four verse twenty. But that is not the way you learn Christ, assuming you've heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, the old self, right? And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. He says a very similar thing in Colossians 3 verse 9. Do not lie to one another seeing that you've put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed. And I want to note as we think about this the, the idea of the past tense and the future tense and the present tense. In the past tense you've put on the new self in the current tense present tense it is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek or Jew circumcised or uncircumcised barbarian, Scythian, slave free but Christ is all and in all and so we think about the word new and renew, describing the same thing, but there's an important distinction. For the one who has never obeyed Christ, never tried to change, God offers a truly new way of being, new from the old self, right? The old self that was corrupt with its sinful desires. But for the Christian who has been made new at one point in your life, you were new, but you've begun to relapse, you've stagnated, you've gone back to old habits, God promises avenues to renew us on a continual basis. And so whatever your situation is today, I'm very confident that you fall into one of those two camps. Either you need to be made new or you need to be renewed. One of those two things is true. It's fitting to think about, these things at the turn of the year, but not at the expense of our daily walk with God. I'm going to say some things about being new, but again, I really want to reiterate, if you discover these things on May 3rd, and you think to yourself, I really wish to be new or renewed, the promise is whenever we think about it, whenever it comes to us, whenever repentance is something we want to do, that is a thing that we can do. And so collectively this year, What things about us, either individually or collectively, should be new or be renewed? What should we be thinking about this year? And then, of course, how can we renew and be made new? The first thing, we all need a new spirit. This was what was read for us a moment ago, right? I'll read this again, Psalm 51, 9 through 14. Hide your face from my sins, blot out all my iniquities, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Now, David, of course, was not in the first time, right? Not being made new for the first time. He's had a relationship with God for a while. He's, of course, already had the Holy Spirit for a while. The Holy Spirit has come upon him. Now, he's in the category of, he did a very bad thing. He relapsed. He went back into the worldly ways. And he needed renewal, right? He needed a new spirit, because his spirit had been broken and damaged by the things that he had done, and if that had been given to him, what would he have done then? Okay, renew me, restore your spirit to me, and then what? Then I will teach transgressors your ways, sinners will return to you, deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. The renewal that we're looking for, The new spirit that we all need in, in both capital S and lowercase s. We've talked about this in our Holy Spirit class. Your personal spirit, who you are, needs to be new, renewed, but you also need the Holy Spirit. And again, that can be in a couple of different ways. Maybe you have never received the Holy Spirit. You need him to come into your life. Maybe you have in the past, but like David, you've cast him aside. You've ignored him. You've decided not to do what he wants. This could be your prayer to restore your joy and salvation to have the holy spirit remain in you in a new way. Maybe it's something like this, Titus 3:3 3, 3 through 7. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy hating others and uh, hated by others and hating one another. That could describe the old life, the life that hopefully we've left behind, but it could be a life that you're still living, even though you have been made new at one point in your life. Maybe you're back to these. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing and regeneration. I like this word regeneration. What do we think about when we think about regeneration? It's something regrowing. I think about, you know, there's certain lizards that have this ability, you cut off a limb and it sort of grows back, right? It's just so amazing. Can you imagine that? If if I cut off my hand and it just sort of, what a half a hand look like on a human would be horrible. But this idea of regeneration, right? You're regrowing what was destroyed. That's what David was thinking about, right? He had broken, he had cut off his relationship with the Lord because of his sin. He needed it to be regrown, to be regenerated. That's what we need. And again, maybe it's because you never had it in the first place. You haven't been made new. Maybe it's because you were a Christian and you decided to forsake that. The regeneration is still available for the first place or the second place. Whom he poured out on us richly through, his, uh, through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That's what the Holy Spirit offers. You need him. I need him. To be renewed and regenerated. We need new minds. Okay, well, we need his spirit. We need our spirits to be restored. One of the ways that's going to happen is through the things that we think about. We all need a new focus on eternal things. This is one of my resolutions. I didn't really resolve it today, but I've, you know, thinking about every day trying to resolve this. To think more about eternal things and less about temporary things. Second Corinthians 4:16. So we do not lose heart, heart, though our outer self is wasting away. That's our body, right? Our inner self is being renewed day by day. How is it being renewed day by day? This light momentary affliction is preparing us for eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Might I suggest if you're not looking to the things that are unseen, if you're not focusing on eternal things, then you don't have the renewal. The renewal comes by thinking about, by looking to the things that are unseen, the eternal glory. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. He offers renewal, the new spirit within us, the washing and regeneration of the Holy Spirit, in part, by changing what we think about. That will give you renewal to think more about eternal things. Colossians 3 verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are above and not things that are on the earth. This applies to all of us. I don't even know what your thoughts are, and it doesn't even matter. Whatever you think about, however you normally think, you need to think about, I need to think about eternal things more often. That will help me be renewed. We all need a new worldview, a way of looking at the world. Romans 12, 1-2, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, what? By the renewal of your mind. What would be the point of that? The end That by testing you may discern what is the will of God? That which is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay. I need to think about eternal things. Another thing I need to switch is, is what I care about. My priorities. What I'm, what I'm trying to understand. My priority should be what? The will of God. The renewal of my mind. The changing of what I think about. That I'm trying to understand His will and I'm trying to understand what is good and acceptable and perfect. Instead of so many things in our lives that are not good or acceptable or perfect. How often do you think about these things? Colossians 3, 9 through 10, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you've put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in what? Renewed in what? In knowledge. The things that we understand and know. As I learn more about God, learn more about his will, then I become more like what? I become more like the image of my creator. I become like him that's what the renewal is right being made new is to be put into the image of god to become more like him one of the things that we need to do in this new year is change what we think about how do we think about things and as a subset of that we all need a new way of thinking about other people colossians 3:11 we read this already here there's not greek or jew circumcised or uncircumcised barbarian scythian slave or free a lot of different categories How many categories do we try to put people in? There's so many. You think you've studied demographics. I really like demographics. Like, it's very interesting to me, the different breakdowns of sociology and civilization. But all these human categories can kind of get in the way of how we're supposed to be thinking about people, right? But Christ is all and in all. This applying to the church as we think about one another. Instead of I look at you and I think you're in this particular box and you're in this particular box and you're in this particular box, what? We're all one in Christ, instead of thinking so much about the different boxes we put people in, let me encourage you this year to renew your thinking about others and really think about only two categories. There's really only two categories of people. Colossians, uh, or not Colossians, Second Corinthians 5, 16. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. That's, again, all the human ways we categorize people. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he has a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. What are the two categories? There's only two. In Christ or out of Christ. That's it. Those are the only two categories that eternally matter. Right? We're trying to think about eternal things. I'm trying to set my mind on things above. That's how I need to be thinking about people primarily. Why? Why? Because ultimately, we all need a new, and I've added renewed here, because maybe you have been doing this, but you could always do better, a new goal, a new way of living, beginning with what? 2 Corinthians 5.11, and then skipping to 18 to 20. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Persuade who? Again, what are the two categories? Those in the Lord, those out of the Lord trying to figure out how to persuade those who are not in the Lord. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Now, there's a little bit of a discussion if you look at commentaries. Is this he talking about the apostles? He's talking about the church? Either way, the apostles are gone. Who has the ministry, the message of reconciliation today? Who has that? Those who are in Christ, right? There's only two categories. Those in Christ and those out. Those who are in have been entrusted with the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, making his appeal. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God this year. We need a new spirit. We need to be renewed in the way that we think about the world We need to focus more on eternal things. The end result of that should be, as I change the way I think about others, more focus on this ministry of reconciliation. Who can I help be made new? Who in your life needs to be renewed? You're the ambassador, aren't you, to them? the ambassador of Christ in their lives. That's you and me, the people in our lives that need God. That's thinking about those who are out of Christ, thinking about those who are in Christ. How are we going to be treating one another? Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. You need a new spirit. You need a new mind. You need a new way of looking at things. The end result should be a new way of living. New behaviors, new actions, new words, new service. We have a lot of ways you can serve, right? There's a lot of different things you can do. But they should all feed in to one of these two ideas, that we're either trying to help others be made new, or we're trying to encourage those who have been made new to be new, to act new, to be the kind of people that we're supposed to be. And how are we going to do that? By kindness, tenderheartedness, and forgiveness. Because it's hard to let go, isn't it? It's hard to let go. To let go of what other people have done, but I think more importantly for us, as we think about being new, it's hard to let go of the old self. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. I want to keep doing what I like. I want to keep doing what matters to me. I want to keep doing what I've always done. Change is hard, isn't it? Maybe not to you. Maybe you're one of the few people in the entire history of the human race for whom change is very easy. But for most of us, it is hard. 1 John 2, 7 through 11. We will end with this verse. We think about new things. These, of course, are not really new. I like the song that Bob led. It sort of leads, interestingly, into my sermon here. Ancient words. Beloved, I am writing to you no new commandment. John says this himself, right? I'm writing to you no new commandments, but an old commandment that you've had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I'm writing to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. That's the light of the gospel, the light of Jesus. In In some ways, it's not new. It is ancient words, words that were written 2,000 years ago, words that have already existed, words that have been written down for our benefit. It's not a new thing, but it could be new to you. Anytime we encounter it in the Word, if we haven't before, it's new to us. And when we discover something that we need to change, we're not the first people, but we might be the newest people who need to change who need to be doing what God wants. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Instead of saying new or renewed, we could say enlightened. To finally see instead of being in the dark. To see what? The same commandment is from the beginning, to love one another, to love your brother. For those who are in the church, that love manifests as encouragement, trying to help others be like Jesus, trying to help us do the things that God wants us to do, try to help us remain on the course. For those who are out of Christ, that love should manifest most of all in what? Sharing the message with them, right? Because that's what they need most of all, more than anything else. Those who are out of Christ need Christ. And if we love them, we will share Christ with them. Even if these things aren't new to you, they're new to someone. Maybe someone in this room. Maybe it's not someone. Maybe you've heard all these things before. Maybe we've all heard all these things before. In that case, our responsibility is to find the people for whom it would be new. People in your life that you alone have the perfect ability to influence with the gospel. Better than mine, because I don't know who they are. You do. Find the people for whom this is new, even those who have known them for the longest. That's maybe some of us in this room. You still need to be renewed day by day. Changing how we think, changing our spirits, changing our focus. That should be our goal, not just for the new year, but every day, right? If you think about it tomorrow, it's not too late. You can still change. If you think about it in three months, make the change then. Eventually it will be too late won't it? We don't have indefinite time. We don't have infinite time. Jesus will return eventually. Maybe it will be this year. Every, every year up until now, we've been wrong. He hasn't come back yet. Maybe it'll be 2023. Maybe it'll be thirty twenty three. We don't know. But we need to be new every day. If you need help with that, come while we stand and sing.